This is a podcast for the moments in life you say to yourself, now what? We will uncover hard topics such as fertility, infertility, the challenges it can bring to women in marriages, miscarriages, abortion, womanhood, identity, motherhood, and more. Wherever you're listening, we're so glad you're here. Now here's Kristen Comstock. So what did healing look like for you? And how far, how long later was it after the miscarriage? Oh, it was lots and lots of layers. It was not a, um, uh, it was years to, to, to really come to a complete healing. Uh, first starting with the lady who, uh, I heard speak and I spoke with her and she helped me through grieving, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to start there that started the process. But, um, it was, um, many years of just sometimes just taking it to the Lord and saying, you know, this still hurts. Right. Why does this still hurt? Right. And, um, and then I, uh, attended a retreat, um, not that many years ago and the subject of miscarriages came up again. Mm. And, um, and then through that process. So grieving does not get over in a certain amount of time. Right. I still miss. I was going to say. Would, if I had my choice, my children would be with me now. Right. Now, they wouldn't want to be. They're having a good time. <laughs> right. And they were like, I'm not coming back to that broken down world right, down right. there. I'm going to stay right here. So do I think about them and do I miss them? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Will I cry? I do cry. But I don't cry because of the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I cry because I can't wait to see them one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I do miss them. Yeah. So just on the healing portion, because, you know, it can take a long time. And like you said, you're still you still are sad and you still miss them. Mm -hmm. But that initial healing, because, you know, especially a first miscarriage or first two miscarriages, in a row when you haven't had a child Mm -hmm. and you still have that longing to bear a child, it it is a state of shock that you can kind of be in where it's like, is this really happening to me? I feel like I'm kind of having like this, you know, in the movies where they show somebody and they're like watching all the things go on around them, but they're like not moving and they're just like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like you can hear people talking, but you have no idea what's going on. And you're just like, wow, this is right. this is really going to happen. I really right. don't have my child anymore. And so talking about the healing process in general, you know, I know you had mentioned express your pain. Like it's okay it, yes, to express your okay pain. It's okay to express your pain for sure. Um, so many years I had to tamp it down because I wasn't supposed to be sad because I didn't really have a baby. Right. So um, that's what I was told. Right. And um, so I had to suppress that pain. But once I was able to express the pain and uh, again, go through the be allowed and and allow myself to go through the grieving process um, that began the healing. But the comforter, the Holy Spirit and who's you- the true comforter is the only source yes. where I received true comfort and you did even say that we are not helping god right by making our pain look pretty or keep holding it in right he knows exactly what we're experiencing and Mm -hmm. we're not saving him anything by not 
allowing him to minister and by not allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us as we grieve the loss of a child. Absolutely. Um, and then two, just being able to talk about it mm-hmm. is healing. Yes. Whether you've had it and you're talking about it to somebody else and they've had one too and you're just right. sharing, that's healing. Yeah. Um, I still get healing when I talk to another woman who's who's walking through right. it. That that I'm way in advance from where she is, but right. it still brings me healing. Yeah, and, and you can't help but wonder, you know, and I've told you this before as I've recently walked through my own miscarriage that – you can't help but wonder, like, I wonder what she would be like. I wonder mm-hmm. what her occupation would be. I wonder, would she be a mama's girl or a daddy's girl? You know, you can't you do. help but Absolutely. wonder those things. Yeah. Um, and so, like you said, talking about it is, it, it, we need to talk about it. We need to allow other women to heal by talking, talking it about it with them. That's what we need to do. And and quit hiding it. And miscarriages sometimes can be, um, we talked about this earlier, uh, when you're trying to get pregnant and you think that that's what a woman's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It can be a source of shame. Yes. You yes. Know? You can feel completely mm-hmm. ashamed that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be right. doing. Right. I'm not capable of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And it again, it's outside of your and control. And that's so heartbreaking. Like for a personality like me, that's a go-getter and a hard worker. <laughs> I want to check it know. off. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, just tell me what I have. To, whatever, I will walk on hot coals. I will go oh, through yes. a fire. I will do all. I mean, if I haven't ran since I was in the military, if you make me run, I will run. Oh, yeah. You know, just tell me what I need to do. And right. it's just not that simple. No. And it's outside of our control. Absolutely. Um, and so, so let's talk about you mentioned something that i think is important um and that was the things that people spoke over you or to Mm. you or with you yeah that really one can be harmful if it's not harmful it's hurtful yes so let's talk about some of those things when you've lost your child and the things that people say especially for you that affected you um as you were experiencing your miscarriages? Um, yeah, some of the things were, well, it wasn't God's timing. Uh, because I, I, I grew, you know, most of my circle, they're Christians. Even when I were, where I was teaching school, I taught in a Christian school. So I definitely was surrounded by well-meaning, um, mainly women. Men don't talk right. to other women about right. miscarriages but so they would come and they would say well it wasn't god's timing or um the one that hurt me the most though well you know it was just tissue you're okay and they would be like no that wasn't tissue that you know the thing came up positive it was a baby right and no because and and we did talk about this yeah. and at what point do we believe that there is a child and we had this conversation because again going back to um, the DNC and mm-hmm. the miscarriages and, you know, even going into the conversation of abortion, there are so many people, especially when you get really clinical that, um, you know, doctors will say, I mean, I've even had a doctor say to me, well, it wasn't a baby. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know the gender. I had a child in my body. Right. Um, that's a baby. Right. And so, you know, when people say those kinds of things, it's so hurtful. because yeah. Life begins the moment that that cell reproduces right that's life yeah and scriptures tell us that 
mm-hmm. you know, because it talks about being in the secret place of your mother's womb and, and things like that. So um, I found it really interesting that someone had described to me once that there's a time and a place. And I know with medical advances, it's a little different now. <laughs> right. But there's a time and a place where you are inside your mother's womb and even your mother doesn't even know you're there. Mm-hmm. But God and the angels do. Mm-hmm. And, and they're that's exciting. conception. That's conception. So the moment that that cell first divides, Mm -hmm. that's my baby. Yep. So where it stopped dividing is when my baby died. Right. But it didn't. um, So all the well-meaning things that people would say, um, you know, it's just not God's timing. Um, you'll, You'll have another one. How do you know? How do you know? Or you already have two. You're like. Okay, different human. Yes, <laughs> they're yes. made completely different. Well, oh, that was that was a big one after my third miscarriage. I really felt like I wasn't even allowed to cry because people would be looking at me, going, "Well, you've you got to. to. What, what's wrong with you? You know." Right. And that that third that last miscarriage hurt just as bad as the first one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, any less. Right. And, right. And um, there's women out there that have had. Gosh, I've met people that have had six, seven. I don't even I don't know, know how, how they do it. Oh my it. goodness. I don't no. know how they do it cuz I just having one I don't know if I could do another. Right. Um, it's it's tough. It, it's cuz you your body physically as you know has to readjust. Mm-hmm. And uh and and yeah, all those. Yeah. So, um what would you say to somebody, you know, as we're kind of talking about the healing process, what would you say to somebody that is currently either currently trying to navigate a miscarriage or they're trying to navigate, you know, kind of how you had um, not grieved for a long time and not necessarily just let the Holy Spirit completely minister to what was going on, whether it was from being ashamed that you couldn't do what mm-hmm. you were supposed to do as a woman or, you know, whatever the case is. What would you say to somebody that's trying to navigate the loss and a miscarriage? The best thing I think that anyone can say to someone that's just had a miscarriage is, I'm sorry. And leave it at that. Don't give so many words because right. you just want to say, I'm sorry. I know that's very painful. Even if you've never had a miscarriage, that's something you should say. Uh, you don't yeah. have to give reasons for I anything. Think, I think pre my own miscarriage, I didn't know what to say. I'm just like, this is terrible. I can't relate. I don't know what to say. Right. And so I think it's good, you know, especially like for me, sometimes with issues, I want to either fix, help somebody problem solve them Mm. out loud, like talk through it and problem solve, or I want to fill the silence. And you don't need to do that because sometimes – just right. being there, just sitting there in silence, honestly, and just feeling like you have somebody with you. Yes. Yeah. Is enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, kind of, again, going back to the healing, because we, we talked about the journey. Um, where where do we put our hope? Because like for you, it, it really became an obsession. It did. Um, you know, seeing the positive sign on the pregnancy test and making sure, you know, you're doing your business when you're supposed to be right. doing your business right. with your spouse. And, you know, you're, you're just on top of it. You're taking your temperature. And I know now we have all this technology. They've got the little wristbands you can wear to track, you know, your fertility and when's it the best time. It, we've got all of that. Right. But 
the question really becomes is where is our hope? Our hope is in Christ alone. Yeah. Period. Regardless of if our Re- dreams get filled or they don't get filled or how they get filled. Or how they get filled, filled right. Sometimes our dreams and our hopes um, are, and this is going to sound really crazy when it comes to having kids, but are misguided. Right. Yeah. I mean, because then we start putting all of our hopes and all of our, you know, you you always hear, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, don't put all your hope in one basket. <laughs> right, right. And, unless it's in Christ's basket. And I mean, if I'm being really honest about miscarriage, for me, it's, I'm not against adoption. I'm not against any right. of the things, but part of my dream is to experience right. what God created my body to do. Right. And you don't have control over that you know it does it but sucks. then we have it, 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 and it really does and it's very very painful and you and we and going back to the hope we have to be careful yes because it, that can consume it what becomes god your idol. it 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 is your idol and that, it becomes that, your that's god that's exactly right it becomes your i if i can caution anybody who is starting this journey uh, has had a miscarriage to multiple whatever, and they've not um, got their desire of actually a child here. Um, I caution caution them mm-hmm. to not make that their idol. Yeah, make that their especially if you're a Christian, make it your God mm-hmm. um, because you're putting your hope in something that that's fleeting, that's going to disappoint you. But Jesus never does. Right. Jesus doesn't change. Right. And that's where the hope is. And our hope is in him, not in a baby or a process of having a baby. Right. Because he does know. Right. And it sounds so cliche and people are like, somebody else saying God has a plan for you. He knows your plan. But the reality is, honestly, it's the truth. It is the truth. It's just the truth. It is. He knows exactly what's going to happen. And he does. He does. And sometimes if you get so locked up on that, you're missing all the other blessings that are coming your way. And there is a blessing in the process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a blessing in the pain too. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. So I don't think that if Cody and I didn't go through the journey that we did, that I would have been able to even be prepared to handle the pain mm-hmm. that came with losing a child. Mm-hmm. Because it's... A hard thing to be you're never prepared you're not, for it, and you're not i mean honestly but i wouldn't not. have been able to put my hope in god right that's really what it, it boils down to yeah. i wouldn't have been able to rest in him right him and it's okay to be upset and disappointed it really is and to grieve the loss of that dream the loss of that um what you thought right was going to be the child. So is there anything, before we wrap up, is there mm. anything that made you feel better? What, besides just saying I'm sorry. Because that's really a response to hearing somebody have had a miscarriage. But was there anything during your process of miscarriages that anyone said to you that in, either encouraged you or made you feel a little bit better or put a smile on your face? During my process, honestly, I can't remember. If someone said something um, that made things uh, better, 
my mother was wonderful. We didn't really talk. She didn't even know what to say right. to me, you know, but I have such a loving mom. And just having the comfort. Just having the comfort of my mom. I think uh, was great. For me, um, something that people said when they acknowledged it. Mm. And the yeah. second thing, if somebody hasn't had any children yet and they've experienced a miscarriage, but they, they don't have any children here on earth, something that um, encouraged me or just made me feel heard and seen mm-hmm. was saying that I was a mom. Yes. Because, you know, you've experienced this loss of a child and no one else that knows, you know, Mother's Day coming up is going to be probably the most most painful Mother's Day. Yeah. Because no one else knows I'm a mom. Right. Because right. my child isn't here. Right. Um, and so I would say to people that have friends or loved ones that have experienced the loss of a child, just acknowledge it is a baby. Right. It's just not here for us to hold. And to tell you the truth, that probably would have brought me comfort Mm. back then had someone recognized Mm -hmm. that um, I was a mom prior to, you know, Wesley and Ryan. Yeah. Uh, That probably, because Mother's Day, Mm-mm. Oh, I, I wouldn't I didn't even want to go to church that day. I would sit in the very back mm-hmm. so that I could hurry up and get out. We would go and do our little. Yeah, because everyone's so happy. And then hurry right? up and go out. Yes. <laughs> uh, I couldn't stand Mother's Day. That was mm. hard. It was very hard. So um, one of the scriptures that you had, you know, I kind of asked you what scriptures mm-hmm. spoke to you um, as you navigated this. Um, one of them was Lamentations three seventeen through 24, New Living Translation. And it says, Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out. My splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering, suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet still, I dare to hope. When I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Wow. Yeah, that is a life verse. (laughs) Yes. For me. Because it's saying just what you said is our hopes in him right it's not in and he is our inheritance yes he's the goal he's he is the prize um he is the whole filler um because even when you do have the children they don't it doesn't fill the hole Mm -hmm. and uh that hole is can only be filled filled by christ yeah 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 so, and then another one you gave me was Psalm thirty four eighteen in the ESV version. It says, "The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit." And that's really the other description of what you are. Doesn't matter how many children you have; you have zero here on earth, or you have ten here on earth. You lose a child, and mm-hmm. you're crushed in spirit. Yes. Um, yep. So, and I could, he's always close. Yeah. Even when we're not recognizing. Even (laughs) when we don't recognize it. And that's really just a testament to how good our God is. Because you can ignore him, but he doesn't go away. 
Yeah. So just want to wrap up by just really speaking to those women um, that if you've experienced a miscarriage that, you know, if no one's told you, I'm sorry, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, You're not alone in this. And God is near, you know, you're you're feeling crushed in spirit, but God is near. Um, If you feel alone in this, I'm sorry for that, too. Um, And for all the people that say all the wrong things. I'm just sorry um, because it's difficult. And I think in our human words, we want to say all the right things and we want to make it okay. And there's not a way to just. You know, many people don't just stop and say, I'm sorry. So um, what I do want to say is that um, I know that God loves you. I know that your child is in heaven. I know that if they got to choose to be with us or in heaven, they would choose heaven. Um, They would choose him every time. I know that if you believe in Jesus, that God is our Lord and Savior, that you will see your baby very soon. And for now, I pray that when you lay your head down at night, that God will be your comfort for the endless tears you cry. I pray that God will send you dreams and visions of what your baby boy or girl is doing right now in heaven. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. I pray peace of our King Jesus over you morning, noon, and night. So I just want to end with that, that. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Now What? with Kristen Comstock. Be sure to turn on your notifications so you don't miss the next episode. See you next time.